Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Alan Langer. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Saturday afternoon. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, even more so that we're going to talk about one of the favorite topics that our business folks at Savvy like to talk about, and that is sales. If you're not yes. selling in your business, you're not growing. And so it's very important you've helped um, sales professionals and you've trained them. You've been an award-winning sales professional yourself, and you've written a wonderful book, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. I love that title. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Christina. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I apologize because I'm in my car, but it was uh, things ran late this morning, but uh, or this afternoon. So anyway, but I could still get it done. No, it's awesome. I, that all it matters <laughs> is is getting uh, great content to our audience, and so they can grow their business. Now, tell me, what even brought you to the world of sales? Oh boy, um, I actually way in my twenties, I started my career in college athletics, marketing, and fundraising. Hmm. And after doing that for fifteen years and getting burnt out, this story is actually in my book. I was talking to, a, uh, had dinner with a best friend of mine. 
And I was like, I don't know what I want to do my next, you know, my next chapter in my life. And he said to me, why don't you, get, you know, why don't you get into sales? And I said, sales, I said, who the hell wants to be a salesperson? And he laughed at me and he said, well, aren't you selling season tickets right now? Aren't you asking alum for money right now? Aren't you trying to get stories in newspapers right now? He goes, you've been in sales your whole career. You haven't even known it. So that kind of like, yeah, he was right. So I started selling uh, in-home sunrooms mm -hmm. and went from there to business development. And then I became the number one rep at Anderson Windows awesome. for many, many years. And then I wrote my book and it became a bestseller. And here I am. You know, it's interesting you say that because you're like, who wants to sell? When I, honestly, we all do it in different fashions. We don't call it sales, but we mm -hmm. do it all the time. Uh, you know, what was your or what do you feel working with people and business owners are some of the biggest misconceptions people have with the idea of sales? Well, first of all, most business owners uh, don't want to feel like they're a salesperson. Mm -hmm. So when they're talking to a potential client, they want to avoid feeling like a salesperson or coming across like a salesperson. But what happens is because of that, they forget to ask for the order or they in intentionally don't ask for the business because, oh, my God, I can't I can't sound like a salesperson because yeah. there's such a negative connotation for salespeople. Mm. So that's number one. What I see with business owners is they don't want to come across or feel like a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And then people don't want to meet with salespeople either. That's the biggest. It's actually in my book where. Huh. I'm like, how did we get to this point in, in the world where yeah. everybody needs to buy something, but nobody wants to meet with the person who sells it? It's like, I'm the, this, I'm the guy to get you what you need. <laughs> right, exactly. Because it's like, oh, I got to meet with the sales rep. I really need a mattress, but I don't want to go to the mattress store. I need a car. I don't want to go to the car dealership because they're afraid of that experience, that, mm. that greasy feeling, you know, non-trustworthy uh, experience. Mm -hmm. Therefore, salespeople have a bad rap. And, and literally my perception back then, 30 years ago was, I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to be that person that everyone thinks. Um, and really, I think sales is, is, if you handle it the right way, it's an incredibly noble profession. I think it's a great profession. And makes the world go round without sales we don't have an economy so things don't move i mean people don't get yeah. what they need and businesses don't grow it's interesting you say that because i i remember early on when i started my business i i would go to the very end oh i want to work with you okay can i send you my brochure instead of wanting to tell them uh here's what i'm offering and here's how much it is uh, yeah exactly you know right. like, i'll send you my brochure of course i never heard back from them again because right. <laughs> uh, they're like i guess she doesn't want to sell me anything uh but you know it's interesting you say that from the other side that people have this icky feeling about sales. How can we change that? How can we begin well, to change the public's perception? You change it by becoming the salesperson that they're not expecting. Ah. Because they're, they're expecting a bad experience. Yeah. And, and think about it. In our lives, we've all had that probably many more than once, but we've had that bad experience with a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I, I, I do a tongue-in-cheek term in my book called I call it rip to trust phobia. It's a fear of meeting with a salesperson. So that starts breeding in your brain. You don't want to meet with a salesperson. But then when you actually meet with someone, a salesperson mm -hmm. that you like, that actually listened, and you didn't get that greasy feeling mm -hmm. from them, they're like, wow, this was a good experience. What yeah. do you do? You're like, you call everyone you know. Like, I just, I, you, you got to see this person if you need a mattress. You got to go to this car dealership. Mm -hmm. This, this woman is awesome. You start going crazy referring them because it's such an unusual experience, yeah. unfortunately. And, and so if you can become that salesperson that they're not expecting, mm -hmm. you not only will 
sell a lot more, but you will actually get referred a lot more as well. Yeah, you made great point. Alan. I remember there was a situation where um, someone did some advertising with us and the server for the um, the people that run our podcast went down. So the scheduled time that our interview was scheduled to go with the people who had hired us for the advertising for that segment uh, went down for about 40 minutes. So there was no oh, wow. show playing for 40 minutes. And they called me off the hook going, where's our ad? It's not running. What's going on? And I was like, <laughs> So I, I called the, you know, the people said what's going on with your server. They're like, we're working on it. We know. And so I called them back. I apologize. And I said, what can I do to make this better for you? I'd like to present if you're interested to offer you a four slots for free for our mistake to make things better. Does that work for you? And they're like, oh my God, we didn't expect that you'd give us anything. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, right? it, the sales isn't just that first time getting the signature on on the paper to sign that first deal. It's the ongoing process and relationship you build with your customers to give them what they need and to make them feel that they're taken care of. Yeah. And, and, and it goes, it goes back to, you know, people always talk about when you see all these sales gurus, like, Oh, you got to build rapport. You got to build trust. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not something that happens in five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, you can have a good conversation with someone, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have a good rapport with them mm -hmm. and the trust takes time. And what you did right there is you, you know, there was a little bit of trust broken, but you got it right back when you said, here, let me take care of you. And they're going to trust you further. So if something happens in the future, they'll be like, you know what? She's going to take care of us. I like to do business with her. And, that, and that's what, that's all people are looking for. You know, I always say, think about the sales from your own perspective. What do you want as a person? If someone's trying to sell you something, do you want them to act like you're acting mm. like these, these, these silly, uh, closing technique lines or these objection handling technique lines. I'm like, when you read them or you listen to them, I always say, would you talk like that in real life? Like you're having a sales conversation doesn't mean it has to be like a script or something that's unnatural. Just have a conversation. You don't have to have something that sounds unnatural. So if you don't talk like that normally, like here's a great example I, I, I use. People write emails were like, I hope this email finds you well. Would you ever say that in real life? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> but for some reason, we have to like sugarcoat what we're doing in an email. We say these silly lines. It's the same thing in sales. Yeah, I like that you say that. Sometimes it was interesting. I had an issue yesterday, um, just uh, a client. I was with one client working all day long and I do, you know, financial stuff. And so I got so inside this this thing I'm doing with someone that I totally stood up my other client for the evening. And it wasn't until I got home, got dinner, looking at my emails going, <gasps> Oh <And> my God. <laughs> I was horrified because I hate standing people up. It's just horrible. Um, so anyway, the, the bottom line is I was about to say, oh, I, I was trying to figure out how to tell him I screwed up, that I did this and this happened. My husband's like, stop the excuses. Just be real. Saying right. my mistake, my bad. Can I make it up to you? And can we do this again? You know, yep. don't make any excuses because it makes it way worse. And you wouldn't do that in real life. You would just tell your friend, hey, screwed up with the client. So sorry. My bad. You know, yeah, and he and was just totally like, oh, I'm so glad. I thought it was me. I thought I screwed up and didn't show up on time. So, right. yeah. 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 That's a brilliant piece of advice is, is, you know what? Honesty gets you a long way. Even even if it's an embarrassment, you know, if you're open with people, even if it's a mistake, you, you'll come out a lot better in the long run. No question. Yeah. You know what, Alan? I remember many 
many years ago, I was working in a company and they were the best company, one of the best I ever worked for, but they used to give us bonuses every Christmas. It was one of our paychecks would be our bonus. Um, and one year the president made some dealings and they made a mistake. They did a deal that didn't go through and we lost a load of money. Well, we couldn't have a Christmas party. We could not have that bonus. And he got uh -huh. up before everyone and he said, listen, I made a mistake. I put down a deal, did not run it properly. And for that reason, we can't have a Christmas party. I won't be able to give bonuses. My sincere apologies, my bad. I had so much respect for him. I know there were some people complaining because they wanted their bonus, but right, the point right. is he was ballsy enough to get up there and just say, hey, I screwed up. I screwed up, yeah. We're not gonna do that again. But you know, that's how you learn in life because we all do screw ups. And if you're honest about it, people, like you said, will, trust that better than someone who's trying to play them and make excuses or, or lie. <laughs> well, I, I have, I have a similar story. So when I was really young and I worked for a university, um, I was the PR director for the athletic department. And there was an interview that the president of the university did for the local paper is this was in Montclair, New Jersey. And back then there was no Photoshop or cell phones or anything like that. And I saw the, I saw that I got the newspaper early. And um, the PR director from the university called me and said, hey, did you pick up the, the Montclair Times? And I said, yeah. I said, and I started, I figured I'd play a joke on her. I said, man, what was the president thinking with his quotes? And she's like, what are you talking about? So I made up some quotes and I kind of typed them in a, in, a, <laughs> uh, in a word processor and I Xeroxed them like over the actual, and I made that these like outlandish quotes that a president would never say. <laughs> and I walked over and I gave him this fake article thinking it would be a, a big joke. Oh my well, God, no. the president found out about it. And then where did you get this? And all of a sudden, the president, the vice president, the director of PR, you need to come. We're having a meeting right now because they found out that I, I did this. Oh. And I literally thought I was going across the street to get fired. Oh. And I sit in this big room and there's the entire administrative staff of the university. All the VPs are there. And there's little me at the end of the table. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they, they like very angrily said, what was this about? And I just finally, I said, my mistake. I thought it would be a funny, practical joke. I completely realized I screwed up right now. I am really sorry. I hope you can forgive me. Mm -hmm. And they're staring at me. And then they all started to laugh. Oh. So they were giving the practical joke back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part was, I was there for 10 years and they always said they never forgot that because I didn't make any excuses. I just owned up to it in front of literally all the VPs and they, and I gained a lot of respect that day because I yeah. just told the truth. Yeah. So that, that, wow, that was such a tremendous lesson there. And yeah, it really was. Never what, forget it. Yeah. You know, we have these lessons throughout life. Now let's say there's a new business owner or a person who's just getting into sales and they're a little scared about what are the like top things I should know getting into this industry? What would you tell this newbie? Wow. Um, I, I would, you know, the number one thing is you want to, you want to find what's comfortable for you. You're going to see so mm -hmm. many different sales philosophies and sales processes and you, and here's my basic philosophy is yes, you need to have a process. If you join a company, mm -hmm. they're going to have a sales process. The problem is most of them are, 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 are bad Why? because they're usually product demonstrations rather than sales demonstrations. Ah. It's usually like when, when the, the four or five times I was with companies and they said, we're sending you out for sales training. It was never sales training. It was product training. 
Got it. So they would teach you all the stuff about the product and then you'd have to go figure out how to sell it. So learn the company process, but then turn it into yourself because mm -hmm. you're going to need to figure out what's going to make you better than the other people in, in the office and, and more successful. And it usually means getting rid of the actual process that they train you, take the knowledge, but mm -hmm. then turn it into your own personality. So that would be number one. So just it's out there. So really it's about finding your own brand and what makes you unique to go out there and connect with people. Yeah. It, it, it's really like, what am I comfortable? What, what am I like? If you follow a sale, the process that they train you, you never feel like you're, you're, you're talking like a human being. You're talking, you're following a script. You're doing these demonstrations mm -hmm. that people don't want to see. Like, for example, when I sold windows, they train you to do what they call a heat lamp demonstration. Have you mm -hmm. ever seen a heat lamp demonstration? No. They basically take the lamp that they keep, you know, basically the stuff that keeps fries warm in a, in a, in a ah. fast food place. And they show it on the glass. And then they have this other, this radiometer that turns if the heat goes through it. It's such, it's so gimmicky looking. It's, it's like you're at a, a, a QVC thing or something. Yeah, or QVC <laughs> thing. And no one ever really believes it when you're in the home. Mm. but they demand that you show it because they want to show how great the product is. <clears throat> and people never buy. Here's another thing to, to keep in mind. People are never buying your features ever. They're buying what's going to solve their problem. So instead of showing the feature that this window keeps out the cold, they're buying the fact that they're going to be warmer. Mm. So when people used to ask me, what do you sell? I never said I sold windows. I say, I sell the problem. I sell the solution to your drafty living room. Oh, you Perfect. want to know how we got there? Yeah. Boom. I have a window to show you, but yeah. I'm not selling you the window. They could care less about the window. They don't, they want the draft on their back of the neck to stop. Mm. If you sell copy machines, you don't sell, I sell copy machines. I sell a way to get your meetings, uh, your meeting notes done faster for the rest of the office. So I whatever product you have or service you, you come at it, come at the angle of how does this help solve your client's problem and then come at that angle, not at, Oh, this is the product. A hundred percent. Always lead with the problem that you solve, not your product. The same in networking. If someone says to you, I did this on a TikTok video and it got 80,000 views. And it simply was, if you're at a networking function and someone says, Hey, what do you do? And you're an electrician. What does the electrician say? Oh, I'm an electrician. Big mm -hmm. deal. If there's, if there's 10 other electricians in the room, you're not going to remember any of them. What if you said, hey, what do you do? And I said back, well, you know that time when your, when your breaker blows in the basement and all your lights go out and you can't yeah. figure out what happened? I actually am the one who come over in an hour and fix that. I'm an electrician. Mm. What electrician are you going to call if that ever happened to refer? Mm -hmm. I just stood out over the other 10 electricians in the room because I led with the problem I solved, not what I do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, great. so really that would be a thing to concentrate on when you're in a networking function, mm -hmm. when you're meeting with a client, always focus on that problem. It's the same with proposals. P people start proposals with, Hey, mm -hmm. let me tell you about my company. We've been in business 25 years. My grandfather started on a farm in Nebraska, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we won 30 awards. Nobody cares. Yeah. If you start with the problem that you solve, mm -hmm. show them that you're the solution to that problem. Then you can back it up with some credentials. But everyone always starts with their credentials and their features first, and you lose you lose all your clients that way. Now it's interesting. I I always started with what do you do, and I said I help people get their message out in a clear and concise way. I'm savvy broadcasting, so there you go. But that's not You're doing really, it the right way. But am I really starting with a problem? 
Well, think you're not really starting with a problem. So you could just change that very, very easily by saying, you know, if you have trouble getting your message out through social media, I can help you with that. I'm savvy broadcasting. Ah, see, yeah. See, I, I didn't think about the problem. I thought about here's the solution. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you're, you're starting with, at least you're not saying I'm savvy broadcasting first. At least you're saying I do this, but mm -hmm. you know, and, and if that person doesn't have that problem, yeah. it doesn't matter because they may know someone who has that problem. Exactly. I know someone that always says when he ends his sales calls, uh, if I'm not able to help you, do you know anyone else I could help that might have this issue or problem or whatever? And they're like, oh yeah, Sally could, might be able to need you. It, you know, it depends, but he always does say, do you have anyone else I might be able to help when yeah. he ends his calls? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So if you can just figure out a way to just to reword it by saying, you know, when, or, you know, when this happens, mm -hmm. And you kind of like, you know, you know, when you, you, you can't get your message out and you're not selling as much or you're not reaching enough people. Your target market or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can help you with that. I'm yeah. savvy broadcasting. Boom. <laughs> well, Boom. this has been great. And your book out there, how can they get a copy of your book, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling? And tell me one thing. Why did you call it by sell, Selling More by Selling Less? Why, why did you name it that? That's interesting. Because... When, when you lead with selling, if you have an appointment and the only thing in your mind is I have to sell this customer, you're mm -hmm. going to be a very mediocre salesperson or a business owner. Yeah. You have to lead with helping, not with selling. So instead of selling more, sell less, meaning the verb sell, sell less. Mm -hmm. Because when you take your mind off of making the sale and simply turn it into, I'm going to help this person no matter what happens. Don't worry about the result. Boom. I'm going to help this person. They're going to have a good experience with this conversation with me. And if it leads to a sale or not, I don't care as long as I come up with some sort of value with them during this conversation. And when you do that, normally that'll lead to a sale more often than it won't. Boom. So yeah. that's why I called it that, that, that's, that type. That, that's also, you know, what's interesting. I just talked to a business owner this week who's been in business well now 20 years but after 10 years he was barely making any money and he said you know i sat down with the partner me and him started this and after college and we said what are we doing wrong and we just decided to just throw everything in the garbage we thought we were doing push push sale and they decide what do we do to serve let's just make it service oriented service oriented boom that year double sales every year after we double 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 they're now multi-millions so wow boom yeah it does work it's all about serving even your social media, like people who post social media about themselves or about their companies, mm. or, you know, like I saw a social media post on LinkedIn the other day that was, we just painted, you know, look at our new office. It's all freshly painted. Like, who cares? How nice for you. Nobody cares except <laughs> for the 10 people in that office. Yeah. You know, talk about what you're, talk about the problem that your company deals with mm. and solves for people in the brand new, brand new painted office. <laughs> exactly. That is. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it's been great. Where do they get a copy of the seven secrets to selling more by selling less and find out more about you? Yeah. So, uh, they can go on Amazon, just type in the seven secrets. Um, some reason the, the audio book is coming up first, but if you click on that, it'll have all three options, the audio book, the, the Kindle book, and then the, the hard copy, mm -hmm. but everything you can find my podcast, all of my book, everything on my website, which is allanger.com, A-L-L-A-N-G-E-R.com. That's great, because um, uh, I usually listen to books as I'm going on the go. So I love that you have the audio version as well. Well, I thank you so much, Alan, for coming to share your great wisdom today. It's so necessary and so helpful to business owners. Thank you so much for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. My absolute pleasure. This was a good time. Thank you.
Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.